Hello, this is Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Paul Mazurkowitz, the drummer from Cannibal Corpse, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello, you crazy metalheads. This is King Diamond, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks with John. All right, Hello and welcome to episode 247 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best hard rock, heavy metal rock, and blues talk on the internet. Episode 247, we have a very, very special guest for you. King Diamond joins us. King Diamond will be in Pittsburgh to play at Stage AE for an Iron City Rocks show at Stage AE on the 19th of October, capping off what will really be an epic kind of week for metal in pittsburgh uh, doro pesh which is also presented by iron city rocks will be playing at the altar bar on the 15th judas priest and steel panther will be playing at the peterson event center on the 18th which is saturday night sunday night king diamond comes to play stage ae so going to be a fantastic couple days in pittsburgh uh, if you have a chance to get to any or all of those shows we highly encourage it so we're going to do we're going to get an interview with king diamond I have to admit, never spoken to the king uh, before. Really wasn't sure what to expect, but my word, uh, one of the nicest people I had an opportunity to speak to in the history of Iron City Rock. So without further ado, we're going to get into the interview with King Diamond. Welcome, and a privilege to talk to King Diamond on the line. How you doing? Doing very good. How are you? Doing very well. Uh, I you have announced a tour, and I know it's uh, met with great expectation. Uh, you know, for for us in Pittsburgh and all across the United States uh, to get a chance to see you out on the road. Um, so I guess first off, um, thank you, and second off, what uh, what kind of made it now the right time to get back out on the road for you? Um, I would say there's a lot of things uh, that have been happening. Uh, uh, four years ago in December, here yeah, I had heart surgery, right, mm-hmm. triple bypass, and uh, of course those things, uh, not everybody gets through it, and uh, not everybody are that uh, lucky to to get a second chance and then actually be able to do what they did before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so lucky I can do it better now actually than I could before that. Uh, my my. Uh, physical uh, form is better mm-hmm. and my voice is actually better now I stopped smoking uh, when I had that incident I haven't had a drag since you know and uh, the voice uh, I had no idea that it had such a big effect on my voice yeah. and uh, it is actually now uh, better than it ever was in my career 
even when I started or when I was at my best uh, young and uh, as clean as it could be back then, it's better now. It's easier to do all the, the hard things, you know, and um, the, the production is, is uh, uh, two-story tall with stairs leading up, and I'm up and down, up and down, you know, and uh, the physical form, like I said, you know, when we are done after an hour and a half uh, full blast uh, on stage, uh, I feel like that. that's it, that was it, well, okay, um, so yeah. it, it, that's a lot of good that has come out of that bad, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, that's interesting to say, you know, having uh, known a lot of folks with, you know, with cart things, sometimes, you know, it, people, it takes them a long time to come back, and, and you don't think of it in terms of somebody who uses their voice for a living, but that had to be, you know, at least especially at the time, kind of a concern was when you're going to be able to return to voice. Absolutely. You know, you oh, know, also, yeah, because the breathing is such a big part of it, too, and, and I practically couldn't breathe when I uh, mm-hmm. came out of the, or on a machine, you know, and... Right. Uh, and then uh, they collapse your lungs to be able to have space uh, to to perform the the, the operation properly, you know. Uh, and and uh, I have now a metal rod that is kind of like a braided metal rod sitting down under there. I can feel uh, the, it under the the skin down my my chest, you know. It was mm-hmm. there to to keep the ribcage together so it could grow together around that thing. Sure. <clears throat> I've seen uh, seen uh, X-rays of it. It looks like a stick, a jewelry stick or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the newest technology at that point, I was lucky again, you know, I would say, you know, with, with the stuff that uh, I was glued together. There, I have no real, uh, a little bit of scar tissue, but nothing like you would see sometimes with stitches and stuff. You can't sure. see anything like that. So, in many ways, it was it was uh, good for me where I ended up, you know, uh, and where they, they, they performed the whole thing. I had a great surgeon, all this stuff, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but still, you have to learn to breathe again, and I yeah. mean that was one of the things that was the worst—that uh, you, you fighting for each breath. It hurt like hell to to take one breath, and and uh, you had to to uh, work the lungs back up. Uh, the capacity of the lungs had to be worked back up. You know, blown into a, a plastic pipe with a little uh, ball inside. You had to get up to a certain area before they say, "Okay, your lungs are strong enough to where you can go home." Mm-hmm. And then there were so many other things, of course, you know. I mean, all my, oh. my, my wife became a half-certified nurse, I would say, because she, she did a lot of the stuff, helped out uh, <clears throat> at the hospital, you know, cleaning wounds and all this other stuff. And yeah. Learning to walk again and all these things, just, I mean, oh, my. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a long trip back, you know, also the re- rehab and and then learn to get some stamina and some power back, you know. And, yeah. And then figure out, can I sing now with the way I breathe now? And can I move properly enough? And uh, all this stuff, but it's been uh, it's been a very interesting journey for sure. Sure, uh, but but also uh, very rewarding. Uh, I've been dead serious about all this stuff. You know, the, mm-hmm. the doctors can can barely believe when when I get off to my my uh, yearly tests and all this stuff. You know, and take all the blood work, how it looks. You know, uh, cholesterol, all these other things. Uh, it is. Uh, what are you doing? How do you do this? And mm-hmm. I do what you told me. But I'm serious about it. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, you've got to be highly motivated. I know the, the recovery back from from heart surgery sometimes just seems to be so much mental, even you know beyond well, all the physical. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's true. That's true. I uh, I got a different. Uh, I guess also the fact of if you're a smoker, you have to stop smoking. I had no yeah. problem. I just it snapped that string with a scissor, and that was it. My wife, the same thing. We both just said no more. It's not here. Pretend it's not. Uh, it was never invented. Whatever. It's mm-hmm. just not. You know. And then, you know, it's all the other stuff that, but, but see, it's, uh, there's so many values if you want to go for it mm-hmm. that you can discover that you weren't really aware of before. I'm walking, uh, you know, 1.3 miles five days a week. 
which is the best for the heart, uh, the doctors have told me. So we do that, and it's uh, that alone here in Texas with the humidity and the heat and stuff is uh, great preparation for the shows, you know. Yeah. So the whole thing is taken like that. You walk, you see what nature gives you free, you know, uh, to look at and smell and all these things. Uh, there's so much good that comes with it, too, you know, and I get... I pay more attention to everything around me now, I can tell you. It's like uh, having lived in a house with 10 windows, now I have 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I taste food better, I smell things better. It's, uh, there's a lot of other things that, that, that are good if you want to be here, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have a lot still to give. But I also come to that point where I don't take tomorrow for granted. Not yeah. anymore. It, it's, uh, I know what can happen any time. Anytime. So, so that makes you also have a different... But, but my philosophy is uh, probably stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was never religious. Uh, I would say I'm spiritual because I've had a lot of, of, of occult experiences, but it's right. uh, it's not a thing that that you can shape into what I would call a religious uh, belief. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I'm quite spiritual, I think. Uh, sure. But but none of that has changed. It's just been enhanced. I would say you know uh, I've gotten uh, things uh, confirmed to myself. Uh, but but nothing religious as such that you can actually say oh I I belong to this or that religion I've never had that kind of thing you know right. uh, but right. but so a lot and then during this whole time it was been interesting um, to see that that uh, once we started doing little things I the first thing I ever did was uh, uh, with the voice as such you know I went down to before you were trying something with the voice uh, coming back I went down to see my friends uh, Volbeat mm-hmm. was playing here in Dallas uh, I went down to their sound check it was about seven months after I had the surgery and I went in and said hi and uh, some of the crew also I knew very well you know and uh, then when they did their sound check I went up on stage just to to feel and man I had to get uh, out of there so fast I felt like I was going to die because my, 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 that, that metal rod in the hem in the chest there had not grown together with the rib yet, and it mm-hmm. rattled inside the chest. That's it scary. felt horrifying, yeah, and I had to get out of there. And then, then the next thing was uh, just about uh, a year after I had the operation where I was invited to come uh, uh, and, and participate in Metallica's anniversary, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and to perform with, with uh, four of the other guys or three of the other guys from Mercy. And uh, together with them, and uh, of course, man, it's like you, you want to be part of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, there was a rehearsal the afternoon of, of that day, of, of that evening we were going to play. And uh, that was then the next time where I was standing there thinking, oh, my God, no, please. Uh, wonder what it's like inside uh, of me when they turn the volume up. Because oh, it was yeah. one of those. I had no idea whether I would have to tell them, I got to go home. Sorry. Uh, it was worth the try, but it didn't work. Yeah. So they turned it up, and then I felt for the first time there that it was absolutely rock solid in there. And then uh, came the question of how will my singing be now that I have to try and sing with breathing in a different way? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a little awkward. It was a little difficult. Uh, but that then comes uh, later on when you when you do it more and you practice and you find out, okay, I breathe a little bit different now. Uh, and uh, now it's like I said, you know, we are up, I'm up and down the, the stairs to the second floor on our production. And uh, after the show, it feels like, wow, was that it? Uh, show is an hour and a half full power, you know. And uh, so it's, uh, it, it's it's where it should be. I mean, and actually better, I would say. Yeah. So. You bring up something really interesting there with, with, you know, when you said about In Your Chest with Metallica. Because I think a lot of people may not, you know, if you're familiar with open heart surgery now, they you spread the rib cage. 
you think about going to a metal show, what's what do you feel? One of the great things about oh, being yeah. a metal show is you feel that thump in your yeah. chest from the kick oh, yeah. drum. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, that's got to be intimidating as heck. Boom, boom. When when you, you feel that inside and you know what is right behind it. It's like, ah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. And it's not that long ago. Uh, did it all grow together well enough? Or, ah, all these yeah. things. You, you you can really freak yourself out if you start thinking about yeah. all that yeah. stuff. And what they did, and my operation was supposed to be five and a half hour. It turned out to be seven and a half, you know. And my body, only my back and my face and my hands were not bruised into a bluish brown mm-hmm. like what you would see in a movie when uh, they're discovering a dead body you know right. i mean that's that's just the fact of it that's what right. it looked like uh, yeah. it was not a f- pleasant sight you know afterwards i can now um just out of curiosity because you know as you're kind of telling the story um you know one of the things i think people are kind of curious about was um you know it's a very interesting story if you considered either maybe putting pen to paper to kind of document this this story oh, some of it will have to some of it will have to go in the next story there's no doubt mm-hmm. some of it will absolutely have to just a roller coaster of feelings you know how you uh, at one point feel a little safe because mm-hmm. okay you went through the stuff here and uh, i'd like to go home now they say well you know the more you walk the more you can uh, the faster you probably get home, and I'm walking with this uh, this uh, thing with wheels on, which had drop hanging down into my throat. I have three white spots on my throat where I had drop going in, so it would come to the heart quick if they had to give me something, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I was walking there. It was like uh, the graveyard that album, walking the halls at night. Uh, mm-hmm. It was not an asylum, but it was hallways, empty hallways, and you got to the next uh, nurse station and next nurse. And so I was reliving some of those things I've described in in in, in some of the horror stories, you know, and. And going down the, the day right before being let home, they say, okay, you need to go down. And before we dare take these things out of your neck, they've been sitting there for 10 days now. Um, you could get a, a blood clot in your brain if something is uh, behind there, loose, when we take this out. Hmm. And you're thinking, what? No way did you just tell me that. I mean, I'm, I'm here. I've fought to get the chance to go home again. And then you go down, and then you end up in the in the bottom of the hospital, you know, in the cellars, the dungeons of the hospital, mm-hmm. with a nurse that's, and you're in a wheelchair, you're not allowed to walk in if you could, you know, and they're just wheeling you for miles in these hallways, there's nobody, there's just doors that say staff only, staff only, staff yeah. only, man, they could do anything they wanted down here and no one would know, Yeah. and and it's like, man, and then finally they, here, we go in here, in this uh, number 2666 or whatever, and you go into that room, and there is one nurse, and she's uh, sitting there with a lot of equipment, and says, okay, we're going to do this, uh, put this uh, stuff on, like, well, what do you would call when, when uh, you check out a, a pregnant woman, it's a sonogram or whatever? Yeah, sonogram. Uh, okay, yeah, so they did that to the, th- to the neck. To see uh, if there was any chance of something uh, happening behind there when they took. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then uh, she's done and says, So, uh, what, what, what does it look like? Oh, I can't, I can't say that, she said. Oh, come on, I can take it. It's, if, it's, if it's bad, just say it. No, uh, I'm <laughs> not allowed to say anything. Uh, even if it's good, I'm not allowed to say anything like, Okay, what does that mean? Like, when can I get some info here? Well, uh, when the doctor does his rounds tomorrow morning. Seriously, I have to wait till tomorrow. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So you do that, and then he comes up and says, "Yeah, it looked good, so we are ready to take it out now." And then you get the thoughts again, like, "Okay, I hope they 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 saw 
well enough to determine correctly mm. that there is no chance of something. Mm. So they start pulling this out and you think, so I'm preparing my brain to pop open or whatever, you know. And stuff. But it, it's that roller up and down, up and down. You think you're, you're okay, then you're not. Then mm. try again, no, you're not. Uh, and then all these other things, you know, you, these, uh, when I woke up, I can tell you that was the worst thing. Now that we talk a little horror, it's kind of a, I could only uh, see in black and white when I woke up. I came too, too early. And my wife was sitting uh, next to the bed. I couldn't see her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had been told that uh, it would be maybe very discomforting breathing on a machine. And, oh, my God, I felt like I was being choked to death. Yeah, it, okay. it was absolutely horrifying. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I had heard that I could maybe try and uh, wink my eye at them or something like that, uh, the doctors, to make them understand that I could breathe on my own. But, of course, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And then uh, I got so panicky, I tried to rip that uh, tube out of my throat myself. My wife had to call for help, you know, and uh, they came running in. And then I saw them. I could only see black and white. I saw these three nice. doctors leaning over me in black and white. It looked like an old horror movie. Uh, mm. It could have been in a spaceship with aliens or whatever. I don't know. Mm. And uh, and then uh, instead of doing something, or, 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 well, they did help me, but just in a twisted way, in my mind anyway, uh, because they had to do this. They tied me down. They grabbed my arms and legs and mm-hmm. tied me down to the bed. And I went into absolute panic. It was, if they couldn't, if they could have hurt my thoughts, they would have hurt me, begged them to kill me. Mm-hmm. That was it. That, that was, that, that's where it got too much. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, and then they knocked me out, you know. And then I, when I came to, then uh, came all the other stuff, you know. But uh, those things there is like, uh, I felt like uh, Metallica's video one, you know. Where yeah. Yeah, you want to you want to communicate, and there is nothing to communicate with. They have stopped that too, you know. And uh, man, yeah, that's. Uh, but there's lots more of that. But that's enough of that. <laughs> but it, yeah, honestly, you know, it's, it, 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 it's it's uh, there's a lot of food for 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 the next uh, story. That's for sure, you know. And um, different ways to build it. And I have a I have a title for it that I will not say yet. But I have a title for the next album, and uh, we are ready to write. <clears throat> uh, so a lot of things have happened. We have. Uh, Use some of our next budget for the next album and, and uh, been uh, built actually a vocal studio at my house. Okay. So I have now uh, from a uh, vocal booth uh, in, in uh, Oregon uh, gotten uh, a vocal booth totally pro with, with double uh, walls and floating wood floor and the whole thing. The real stuff, like a studio. And uh, we got all the right uh, Neumann and Sennheiser microphones, and uh, from Presonus we got the right stuff gear, and uh, we got uh, uh, barefoot uh, speakers from from also from from uh, Oregon, uh, I think it's Portland, uh, barefoot that that hand-built uh, speakers, you know, US, and uh, just the best. Uh, I didn't know music could sound like that, and it's uh, for mastering and mixing and all this stuff, and. And uh, hand-built, and one of the cool things was that uh, one of, of, of the crew that built my speakers was actually uh, a King Diamond fan, so that just made it even better. Oh, that's got to be a thrill and, for him, yeah. Oh, it was just so cool. And uh, and those speakers, I mean, I can't say enough uh, great about it. But the, So we got all these things together, and I now have that, and it was finished right before we went to Europe. So I actually was able to, to do a vocal, uh, you say, tour preparations. Mm-hmm. In there, I will do that again uh, here before we actually uh, rehearse uh, here in Dallas. Sure. And um, so I will be rehearsed before we start rehearsals, completely ready to go, you know. And so, But that's going to be fantastic for me to be able to do vocals here. And, yeah. Uh, uh, writing music, you know, uh, be able to sit and, and work on, let's say, a verse and a chorus and, and uh, go in and, and, and test it and do check it. it out right away. 
if it yeah. doesn't fit the the transition from the chorus or from the verse into the chorus, I'll do two more choruses or move them up and down in key or whatever, and then go in and try to sing to it again. I will never sing to a bad thing again. Yeah. I will never have a hoarse voice when I have to record again. It's, it's like it's on our own term. I can start singing at five in the morning if I want to. You know, it's a total freedom, creative freedom, and eventually it'll, it'll turn into more productivity as well. You know, but I need to to get to. Uh, learn to fully operate this Pro Tools system and yeah. the whole thing, you know. But, uh, man, it, it's going to be... And Andy got the same things. He has the same speakers and stuff in his uh, studio in Sweden, same microphones uh, where we'll do uh, final mixing uh, in Sweden, you know. And uh, so so everything has been planned out. We use the same uh, new CD players, you know, from NAD. And uh, a lot of stuff has been changed so that we are on the same page with his studio in Sweden and what I have mm-hmm. here now. And it's going to make everything so much better and easier. We are going to work together on getting the right guitar sound for the next album. You know, on the special amps that we gotten that uh, also is the same. He has the same as I have over here. You know, and it's going to be really, really. Uh, if we can't do the best album ever, then we are really failing. You know, yeah. I mean, in some way, you know, with, with all those tools. Uh, I mean, I, I can build forty voice choirs if I so desire. You know. Uh, before it was like I could never go in and screw around too much because hey the clock is uh, ticking yeah, you know, the, the, all the time. The, the cash register is oh is, man is it's really it's, the it's problem not back then. Oh, yeah, no. I mean that's the one thing you think about you know the albums you guys made you know throughout your career um, to be able to do that with more time and, and you know to even oh, yeah. you know, say budget but I mean in the oh, yeah. the technology that it is caught up to to be able to record yeah. these things. You know, and then take away, you know, you've got, you know, a tobacco-free voice now. You know, really, the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it's definitely a new chapter, that's for sure, mm-hmm. you know. And then with, with all the Brian Slagle, you know, of Mailblade has said uh, during this uh, uh, rehab period, you can say, and all this stuff. We played for, in Europe, a, a couple of, of years now. We played the 13 festivals last year. Yeah. Uh, we played a couple this year. We played the, we headlined the Black Stage on Bakken, uh, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, the, the last band that played on that one stage, uh, uh, Friday night for 92,000 people. It was mind blowing, man. It was so cool. We have new, our crew is, I, they don't come better. I mean, our sound engineer is a guitarist from, from Hammerfall, but okay. his skills uh, at, uh, at the mixing disc, uh, I mean, is beyond anything I've ever heard. You know, it's, uh, people come up to us afterwards and, no way. What? what how, how, you don't know how good you guys sound out there. I know the band is tighter and better than ever. Uh, but but that, that whole thing, crew, our gear, you know, we got a special nice deal with Sennheiser, you know, a new uh, wireless system. And it's just, these things have just brought things up to another level. It feels so confident going on stage. It's going to be all enjoyment now, practically, because everything else is in order. Yeah. You know, and we are bringing stuff in. The the show you're going to see is is the full Vakin show that we are cramming into the theaters over here. You've probably never seen that much stuff in those theaters, uh, I would bet. And uh, it's the full thing. There's not, nothing is, is taken away from that, you know. Awesome. So the, the whole thing is there. The, the coffin is there. The good old cremation thing is going to happen, you know. And uh, the, the, there's uh, so many things that, that uh, to look forward to. The set list is really amazing, too, this time. We've gotten so much good response for the set list over in Europe. So uh, it's going to be – we be. look so much forward to it, I can yeah, say. It's and I, be really something unique. 
As, as I said in leading into it, I think a lot of people, you know, in, in some of the markets you're hitting, obviously many of the dates are sold out already, you know, and the, in the interest level in the fans, you know, I mean, people out there that we deal with, our fans, uh, you know, have never had the opportunity to see you or it's been 20 plus years. Um, you know, I think, you know, it, it seems like the King Diamond stock continues to rise, you know, maybe even to, to a higher level than it did. We have not been 20. at this level. Yeah, we yeah. have not been at this level. Uh, like Brian Slade, he actually told me a lot of, uh, or talked about the, mark my words, my wait and see. Uh, it, it's really coming full circle now. You might not feel this now and this and that, but just mm-hmm. get well, get to this and this in order, you know, but man, I can tell you this is not done yet. And, uh, and then beginning to hear the voice and then doing a few test uh, mm-hmm. festivals. We did two test festivals in 2012 uh, in Sweden and France. We had no idea if that, if that would be the last. So we spent all the money on, on the new show production. <laughs> <laughs> Simply because, like, hey, I don't know if anything's going to happen anymore here. So let's just uh, go out with a bang if that's what, what it shows uh, mm-hmm. to be, you know. But, but it was the beginning for that next chapter. It was like, wow, this went great. So now we've enhanced over and over. Again, with the production, you know, um, we have so much light placed around the production to really enhance all the 3D effects you can get out of it. Mm. Uh, we had that before, but this year when we played the festivals and for Wagen there, we uh, exchanged all the light boxes we had and turned it all into very lights. So we can do so much more now with the lights as well. We have more backdrops that change during the set, you know, uh, so you completely change the look of the whole thing uh, several times uh, throughout uh, the concert, you know, and uh, I mean, there, there's so much going on. But this whole thing about the feeding, like the yeah, the stock went up. Or those who come and see us now, it's I would say it's the right time to see us, you know, because mm. we were never better. Yeah, and it, this is this is by far the best we've ever been, both to watch, to hear, to to totally experience. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty nice to be able to say, you know, because not not that many can say that. Uh, and for vocalists that that sing with with uh, you know uh, higher ranges, to put they it often thing, have yeah. a, have a problem when they get older that uh, they might have to ask the bands to uh, detune slightly or something. You know, I mean, it's we've been fortunate not to have to do that. Uh, yeah, I think anybody who tries to sing your material has to detune except you. So yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you've got a very special voice, and it's it's great to hear. You know, at, at this stage, that like you said, you're not having to you know take a half step down you know, and flatten the guitars, it, it's mind-blowing to the rest of us. And to think, you know, you did that with, you know, some heart problems and smoking, uh, that's that's an enigma in itself. Yeah, it's, it's uh, when I look back at it too, it, it seems a little uh, unreal. It's yeah. like, okay, but it did happen, and I know it, so it's like, uh, and uh, very grateful to get that chance, you know, and that's why also it's, uh, it's, it's so much more special that... Uh, uh, it, it actually brought a lot of good with it. Yeah. You just have to look for it. You have yeah. to want it. You know, you have to want it. Uh, yeah. You can You can also, uh, well, you hear a lot about that, people who've had uh, heart problems and stuff like that, how they, they uh, one of the things they emphasize, you know, are you feeling good? Are you, are you, are you happy? Is I, uh, Depression. Stop, yeah. asking, stop asking me that. But then uh, you hear later that, well, that's one of the things that they are very much uh, alert uh uh, about you know that they they, they keep checking with you're okay mm-hmm. with that because that's obviously one of the side effects you can absolutely into absolutely well King I want to thank you so much for the opportunity it's great to hear uh, your enthusiasm for the tour again we're excited oh, to see you when you come in oh yeah and, it's gonna uh, be awesome we will see you when you get here on October nineteenth then.
Absolutely, and okay. it's been way too long since we were in Pittsburgh too. Actually, you know, yeah. that's a long time ago that we were there. Yeah, yeah. So we. So uh, this is going to be very cool, and uh, we look very much forward to it. And uh, you are not going to be disappointed. It's going to be one hell of a night. Heard a giant thanks to King Diamond for coming on Iron City Rocks and talking to us. Again, he will be in town on the 19th to do a show at Stage AE. And we'd like to take this opportunity to announce a new contest. Uh, we have a pair of tickets to see King Diamond to give away. Uh, we will run this contest through the 12th of October. The contest is simply Sing Like the King. If you go to ironcityrocks.com forward slash sing like the king, no spaces, find all the information. Go on YouTube, record yourself singing like the king, if you can. Do a little ditty of a King Diamond number, even just part of one. Send us the link to the video to ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Again, this information will all be up on the site. We'll take one of you at random and uh, send you on your way to see King Diamond. So don't forget to check that out. Again, I also want to remind you, Doro Pesh, the 15th of October at Altar Bar. Doro uh, done some tours in the United States over the last couple of years, but has not hit Pittsburgh. She's been uh, very good to Cleveland. Uh, this time she's given some love to Pittsburgh. So I invite you to wholeheartedly check out Doro and King Diamond, uh, both of which you know if you've watched uh, do not come around very much. And again, on the 18th, Judas Priest Steel Panther will be hitting the Peterson Event Center for uh, you know a nice arena rock show. So uh, Steel Panther always draws well. Judas Priest on their Epitaph tour. Had an opportunity to catch them in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, did a killer long show. Uh, they were with uh, Thin Lizzy and Black Label Society on that tour. Still played probably two, two and a half hours. So with just one opening act, hopefully we're going to have a long night of Judas Priest. So I invite you to check out Redeemer of Souls, the new record from Judas Priest. So ironcityrocks.com. You can find all the information on the Sing Like the King. Find all our links to social media. You can find contact links to tell us what you love or hate about the show. So we look forward to hearing from you, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care.